It's time for the Mr. Wonderful Show. Here's your host, Mr. Wonderful. Well, hello and welcome into another episode of the Mr. Wonderful Show. So happy you could be joining us on this Wednesday or whatever day it is you're tuning in. Is this episode being recorded November 17th and a gorgeous day where I am, or at least expected to be a gorgeous day. Temperatures in my neck of the woods are going to be getting up to a high of 69, so insert my inner Bill and Ted right there. Whoa. Hopefully it's like that where you are, and hopefully you are just having a good, healthy time wherever it is you are. And again, thank you for joining us. If you like what you hear here, please rate, review the show, hit subscribe, and give a follow as well. You can follow me on Twitter. Big shout out to a lot of my new followers since last week's episode at wonderful underscore radio. I do have a verified blue check mark. Doesn't mean much. Not that exciting. But I have it. So you'll know it's me when you come across me. Plus, my picture is me with Jack the Clown and his brother Eddie from Halloween Horror Nights there at HHN 30, but so happy you could be here. Uh, a lot to get to this week. A lot of things going on. We'll have uh, some of the headlines. A DoorDash driver out in Los Angeles did something that I, I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, Science as well says that the ultimate all-around song, they have figured that out, so we will discuss that. Plus, all the entertainment news, the Spider-Man trailer dropped yesterday. We'll break that down a little bit. And then a lot of Disney Plus, a lot of the Disney Plus stuff, because uh, last Friday, Disney Plus Day came out, and they pretty much have taken over the headlines since then. Uh, and a little Harry Potter news as well before we wrap up the show today. But I do want to start uh, by getting into some of the things that I have been watching and some of the non-spoiler reviews and stuff like that. Uh, since the last time we spoke, watched two new movies uh, there were three movies that came out this weekend I really wanted to see, but two new films I did get to check out. The first one, we'll start with it, the biggest Netflix opening that they have ever had for a streaming service, for their streamer, all of that. Their biggest opening with Red Notice. Of course, Red Notice is the movie starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, Gail Gadot, all about an FBI agent tracking down uh, people who are like Indiana Jones and stealing artifacts and all that stuff. Uh, here's what I have to say about that. And here's one thing about me. I don't talk about movies that I do not enjoy. I try. I, I tend to, if I don't enjoy something, I tend to avoid talking about it. So I'll say this about Red Notice. I enjoyed it. I think it's a little uneven. I think it's kind of long. Not going to lie. I know it's, I know it clocks in at like an hour 59 but it still feels long at times. It's it's a little awkward of a movie, but it's enjoyable. And it's enjoyable because of your cast. Because Ryan Reynolds is just so enjoyable in anything he does. The Rock is enjoyable in anything he does. And Gail Gadot gives off an enjoyment as well in pretty much everything that she has done as well. Like Even their worst stuff, there's enjoyment in it. And Red Notice is one of those films that, you know, it works for Netflix. It works for a streamer. It's something that I don't know if I'd be sitting here and actually talking to you about it if it was a movie that was released in theaters and I went to see it. 
But since it's on our Netflix accounts, it's at home. Everybody's got a Netflix account. Even if you don't personally pay for Netflix, you have somebody's account that does pay for Netflix. So Red Notice was one of those movies that I think it is worth a watch, especially because it's one of the better offerings that a streaming service has provided. Uh, and and yeah, you know, it's it's kind of fun. It's got, by the time we get towards the ending, I was pretty convinced on everything that ended up happening. I had already pinpointed and figured out was going to happen. So it, it's not one of those movies that's going to blow your mind, but it's got enough in it. And, and, and again, enough of Ryan Reynolds and The Rock playing off of each other, getting to act opposite each other. That's just a lot of fun and, and and a lot of, you know, I was chuckling throughout the movie. There's some good Andy, Indiana Jones references, but overall, this is just a good Netflix film. If you have a Netflix account, if you have somebody else's login and password and you still haven't watched Red Notice, go ahead, give it a watch. You can, here, here's, here's another reason why it works for Netflix. You can pause the movie. You can go in and out of it which we did a few times when we were watching it in, in my house. You know, we, we paused it a few times for the bathroom breaks, for a breakfast break, all that stuff. Because we watched it early on Sunday. Like, we woke up early and we're watching it and then, we're, and then it was like, all right, time for breakfast. All right, I'll make some breakfast. Let's, let's, let's pause this, figure out breakfast, and then we'll go back to it. So, Red Notice, you can give it a watch on your Netflix accounts. Now, another one you can give a watch to is Home Sweet Home Alone which is now out on Disney Plus, and my review of this, it's cute. Moving on uh, to the headlines now, a DoorDash driver was uh, recently has recently made the news, uh, and this story is very, very interesting. It might make you never order delivery again, whether you use DoorDash or any of that stuff. You might, you might reconsider this. Uh, in fact, This story has been making the headlines uh, due to a radio host out in L.A. Her name is Lisa Stanley, and she reached out to DoorDash to complain after a female driver delivered her food, then defecated in a trash can in the lobby of her apartment building. Yes, this happened this past weekend. Lisa had no idea about it until someone else in her building said that there was a serious mess in the lobby. So this DJ radio host posted the security footage on Twitter and it looks like the DoorDash lady, like you, she does it. She's pooping in, she's pooping and and she's trying to poop in a trash can, but it's very clear that she misses the trash can or at least part of what she left behind ended up on the rim of the trash can. It's gross. It's nasty. Okay. It's not, it's not for the faint of heart. It's, it's definitely one of those things, but uh, the reason why, and, and here's the thing, DoorDash responded to Lisa's complaint. They gave her a refund. They said the driver no longer works for them. Uh, they even gave her her tip back, all that stuff, and, and they gave her a $20 credit as well. So she got a refund, she got her tip back, and a $20 credit. Plus the DoorDash driver is gone. But this just plays into a lot of, my personal fears about things in the fact of I guarantee you this DoorDash driver after they had this accident who else's food did they go out and deliver who else's food did they then handle 
after pooping in a trash can and getting it everywhere, nonetheless. Like, you couldn't have knocked on somebody's door. You couldn't have knocked on Lisa's door. Like, I get it, man. When you got to go, you got to go. I mean, that's been the joke since we all saw Jurassic Park in 1993. When you got to go, you got to go. But when you got to go, you can also knock on somebody's door or you can find a public restroom or you could just anything. You could have used the restroom at the place when you went to pick up Lisa's food. Like there, there's no reason you should be taking a dump in the trash can in the middle of a hallway of an apartment complex, but it happened. And now I don't know if I really ever want to order from DoorDash. Like I know it's not a local story to where I live, but again, it just, I have these weird phobias. Even though I worked in restaurants, I try to not think about when I go out to eat, oh, did this person that's serving me wash their hands after using the bathroom? Is this person hygienic? Like, when I worked in restaurants, I'm I'm already OCD when it comes to things. Like, I have weird little phobias and stuff like that. I, I don't know what happened when I was younger. I don't know where it began. I, 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 well, okay. I know it began when I was in the sixth grade, but I don't know if it's because of my teacher or if it was because of, you know, being impressionable at that age still. And then I saw something and it was like, oh no, now that's kind of with me. And, uh, uh, that's, that's now a thing. But I always, always, if I picked up any piece of trash or anything off of a table, I always went and did the, the 20 second washing of the hands, like the, always did it so when the pandemic came about and they were reteaching the world how to be hygienic and how to wash their hands and stuff like that I was like how do you not already know this stuff like I, I've been doing this constantly since I've been a server like come on people get on my level get on my level wash your hands but yeah this so this just kind of opens that door for me of Great. Now I have to think about whether or not my delivery driver before picking up my food and then dropping it off at my place might have gone to the bathroom and dropped a number two in a trash can outside of their last drop off before going to pick up tomorrow. It's just, uh, it's, it's nasty to think about. But now you can think about it the next time you order your food to go. Uh, in other news, uh, this is kind of a fun one. Uh, apparently scientists have been hard at work to figure out what the ultimate all-around song is. So what does that mean exactly? How do you determine the ultimate all-around song? Well, researchers at a university in Denmark, what they did was they looked at, uh, there's a pattern to music. So when we listen to music throughout the day, they broke it down into five blocks. Morning, afternoon, evening, night, late night, early morning. And what they found is that we do prefer different types of music at different times of day, like slow but energetic songs in the morning, louder, faster music in the afternoon, danceable songs in the evening, so on. And the researchers say that there is one song out there that's very in the middle for all these songs. It's got a medium tempo. It's a bit groovy, but not too much groovy. It doesn't have any loud surprises. And it's just a very pleasant song all around. And that song, if I can 
Hold on. Trying to get everything ready for you. That song is... One, two, three. Yeah. The police. Every breath you take, according to science, is the ultimate all-around song. Every breath you take, every move you make. And, I mean, it's a good song, but is this is this really the best overall song out there? Like, I get that if you break it down by these categories. Yeah, it, it, it sounds like it, but this song? About stalking? I'll be watching you. So yeah, there you there you have it. According to scientists, you can now tell the world the best song that you can listen to 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, 366 on leap year. Is this one? All right, that's 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 enough, police. I, 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 all right. It's you know, science might say it's good and all, but I'm kind of already over it right now. I've just heard that song so much. <laughs> it's part of working in radio. I hear these songs more than you do. If you think you've heard a song a lot, <laughs> come do my job for a day. I guarantee you, whatever song you think you hear a lot, you don't. You really don't. All right, moving on uh, into the big stuff, the big stories, the big reason I know you are here today is for all the entertainment news, and there is a lot of entertainment news to get to. Now, before we dive into Disney Plus Day, I want to talk about that Spider-Man trailer really quickly and get into the fact that, man, that Spider-Man trailer that Sony dropped yesterday, uh, again, non-spoiler stuff because I actually was at work when it dropped late last night. I was working a basketball game, uh, a college basketball game, and one of the guys in the news department saw me retweet it out and came running into the studio and went, how dare you? There are spoilers in this. I've been avoiding everything involving the Spider-Man movie. So all in all, uh, so, so with that, I am not going to reveal what was actually in this trailer, but I am just going to say, holy crap. Like, there are things that at this point, you know, there are things we already knew some things, but man, we really did not know what we were getting. And that trailer does a really good job at at showing exactly, in my opinion, showing exactly where this movie is going and where the potential of that character of Spider-Man is going post this movie in what appears to potentially be, you know, like there's still the... Disney crossovers and stuff like that, the MCU crossover stuff, but where this character is going to be going within the Sony version of the universe, because that's that's the, like, Spider-Man is kind of on that cool, interesting little phase right now of you have, I, I don't want to call it the choose your own adventure yet, it's not Halloween, it's not the Halloween franchise yet, but you can either just watch the Tobey Maguire trilogy and say that's it, that's Spider-Man. That's all that we need. You can watch the Andrew Garfield ones and go, that's it. That's it. That's fine. The the, the Amazing Spider-Mans are, are it. Rob, I know you love that journey. Review it, Rob Show. Give it a listen. 
on all streaming platforms like this show. Uh, or you can pick the MCU route as well. But it does look like the MCU route is starting to... Uh, again, this is non-spoiler stuff, but, but it was pretty much known if you've been keeping up with the MCU stuff that uh, inevitably there would be some tie-ins to things and it looks like that's happening. But uh, beyond this film, where is Spider-Man going beyond this third installment in the MCU uh, really has me thinking that Sony has not given up on that Sinister Six movie that they want to do, and they are going to find a way to make sure Tom Holland is a part of a Sinister Six movie, plus with the knowledge of what we know after uh, with Venom. Venom's been out long enough now that it... I'm sorry if I'm spoiling anything from that, but now that we know the uh, mid credit scene from Venom, we know what's on the horizon with that. So uh, I'm I'm really into this. I'm really excited. I really love that trailer. There were some shots in it that have me thinking some things. Uh, I, I know I was messaging my buddy Zach from uh, Zach Speakeasy and, and Haunter's podcast about some of my thoughts on this trailer. But yeah, I, I really dug this trailer. There were some happy tears for sure. And uh, I, I definitely am ready for this film to come out a month away now. It's going to be the holiday treat that we were all waiting for. And Disney has, Disney and Sony packaged it and have been delivering it perfectly so far. Now, talking about Disney, they had a huge day. This past Friday was Disney Plus Day, a day in which... The Mouse House honors the launch of Disney Plus, the streaming service, by celebrating and revealing and pretty much hyping us up on why having Disney Plus and loving the Mouse House is why we love them so much. And this past Friday, we learned a lot of what's to come. Well, it's okay. We learned a lot and we didn't learn a lot in the process. This was a very Kevin Feige style interview it felt like a type of day where Disney came out and they were like hey we've got all these jobs but we also really don't have a lot to tell you about these jobs but you're excited about these jobs because you kind of can let your mind do the imagination but we're not really going to tell you anything but you know uh and we'll start with you know breaking this down we'll start with the with with the Marvel stuff all right we're already kind of on that with Spider-Man so let's start with the Marvel stuff there was a lot as I mentioned revealed but also very little revealed so the big one to me, or at least one of the real big ones to me, uh, and there's no real order to how I put these together, but X-Men 97 is being revived. The old show, I'm going to pick up where it left off, and that's going to be exclusive on Disney+. Plus, and that is so cool because I remember uh, watching that animated series uh, growing up. That was one of my favorite shows to watch. I watched it a lot with one of my neighbors, one of my friends. Like, we watched that show together. So, seeing X-Men 97 getting revived, uh, very excited for that. And and I also like this because this is kind of like Disney's little way of being like, hey, remember, we, we purchased 20th Century Fox, now 20th Century Studios. Like, we, we have all of the things that they have, so we have the X-Men. So remember, we have the X-Men. Like, that's how this kind of feels to me. Like, remember, we have the X-Men. We're not doing anything in the MCU with them yet. But here you go. You all love the X-Men 97 show. We're picking right back up with that. 
launching it where it left off. And, you know, remember we have the X-Men because we're Disney. So get ready. Like, here's a familiar thing of the X-Men, you know, in their costumes, all that stuff before we stick them in street clothes and in movies and all that. Uh, Another Marvel announcement was Agatha House of Harkness, which we already kind of knew that was coming. That was announced, but it was confirmed the WandaVision spinoff with Katherine Hahn. So into that. Ready for that. Marvel Zombies, another announcement. They did the what if they did the what if episode uh earlier this year, but now we're actually getting a Marvel Zombies show on Disney Plus. The Spider-Man freshman year animated series exploring the early years of Peter Parker gonna be coming. All right, I'm in. I'm cool. That's cool. Uh Moon Knight, Oscar Isaac in a little Marvel comic book. Disney Plus series. Uh, it looked looked interesting. It was very quick. Not not a lot shown from that, but what was shown looked cool. Uh, they gave us a slight little bit of She-Hulk as well. That looked like fun. Very intrigued by that. Miss Marvel. I think Miss Marvel is the one that actually I am the most excited for out of all of these, which is a little weird, but I... I because, like, Moon Knight's going to be awesome with Oscar Isaac. Agatha, House of Harkness, I know I'm going to like. The X-Men 97 I already went through. But something about Ms. Marvel, I'm I'm really intrigued by this one. I think that's going to be a fun show. I'm interested in where it goes. I know it's going to tie into the Captain, uh, Captain Marvel fo- films and all that stuff. So uh, I- I'm intrigued by that one. I'm really looking forward to that one. And then another one that I'm really looking forward to is Secret Invasion which I vaguely remember this was supposed to be a show or not a show, a movie, but here comes the show. Uh, We just saw the one image of it. Good old, old looking Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. But not only that, we had Nick Fury, two eyes, no patch, no eye patch. So the scroll inspired show, uh, I'm, I'm really intrigued by that. I think a lot of fun things could be happen uh, or could happen with that show that, are obviously going to play bigger into the whole cinematic universe. Uh, Marvel also confirmed an Echo series is coming, which is going to focus on a character that we're going to be introduced to in Hawkeye. They showed a new logo for Ironheart. They reaffirmed the second season of Marvel's What If is coming. And a series that I presume is for the kids and the families, I Am Groot is on the way. Also, you had the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, uh, that's going to be coming out as well, which I'm super stoked for that movie because or that special. Love holiday stuff like that. I love the specials, the one-offs, and it kind of reminds me of uh, the Star Wars holiday special, but just with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, and speaking of Star Wars, they had a, they were mentioned at Disney Plus Day. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi and Boba Fett were really all that got the love. Uh, we got. That short feature highlighting uh, concept art in the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series looks cool. I mean, it's pretty much seems like it's going to be Ben Kenobi watching over young Luke Skywalker as he grows up. Uh, But that Vader Kenobi round two lightsaber battle, that is going to be really cool. So, uh, you know, listen, the Star Wars stuff, we'll see. I'm curious about the canon with that, because I feel like at that point we are just, yeah, we know Obi Wan was 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 there and he was, you know, Tatooine, P- 
paying attention to Luke, but I just feel like you're going to get a little complicated as far as the lore and the history goes. But then again, uh, when you see what Disney did with those three new films, it's not like they really gave a shit about the lore anyway. Uh, Boba Fett, there's a 20-minute documentary on Boba Fett. Uh, the history of Boba under the helmet, the legacy of Boba Fett. Going to dive into his past as well as the creation of that character for Empire Strikes Back. Uh, that'll be interesting, uh, especially for all the people that... Listen, I'm maybe because I didn't live through Empire Strikes Back, but for me, I'm more like, okay, Boba Fett, he's just a bounty hunter. Not really that great of a bounty hunter or that cool of a bounty hunter in the movies. I mean, he was kind of a big bitch, but okay, whatever. He's gotten this long legacy that everybody seems to really like, so Boba Fett, going to get his documentary. People, that's going to be a huge thing. And it's funny that I say that because I am excited for the Book of Boba Fett show that comes out next month, but on a totally different level. Like, the Mandalorian made me kind of give a crap about Boba Fett. Before that, I never really cared. I didn't even care in, like, Attack of the Clones when they were like, all of these clones are based off of Boba Fett's dad. And Boba, 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 and Boba watched his dad. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. That's all right. That's something I didn't give a shit about. We all know Boba Fett just ends up getting punked out at the end of the day. Uh, but then the Mandalorian came along and John Favreau is, you know, He's Mr. Swingers, man. He's 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 swingers. He's he's don't call him for three days and then you call him that night guy. Uh he's just he's just so damn good at everything he does that he makes you care. He's the guy that launched the MCU. He made a jungle book movie that everybody liked as well. That was really good. So like John Favreau somehow made me care about Boba Fett. Uh other Disney Plus Day stuff that came, uh bunch of different trailers. Several offered some first glimpses at upcoming projects. Uh, some of the things that I think you definitely should be keeping an eye on is Baymax, the puffy Big Hero 6 character, getting his own series from Walt Disney Animation. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. New Ice Age Adventure on the way. Ice Age Adventure of Buck Wild. So they're bringing the animated Fox property to Disney Plus with a sixth film in the franchise. Uh, something I'm definitely going to be watching Peter Jackson's extensive Beatles documentary series, The Beatles Get Back. They dropped a clip from that. That was really cool. Uh, the most interesting clip was the cast video for Willow with Warwick Davis. That was just so damn hysterical and not what I was expecting, but you can meet the cast of that series, laugh your ass off at Warwick Davis and, and everybody just just doing what they do. Like, it was funny. But that's going to continue the story of the 88 fantasy movie with Val Kilmer, who starred in that original as well. Uh, welcome to Earth. Will Smith getting paid to travel the world and partake in dangerous experiences in nature. So, yeah, give me Will Smith. Uh, I just want them now to, though, incorporate the Independence Day stuff into this show. Like, if you don't have Will Smith quoting Independence Day in the open, you failed. It's literally his fucking line from Independence Day. And, and as I mentioned, Disney, you own that property now. You own those movies. You own Independence Day. That is part of, like, get this. Jasmine, his stripper wife in the movie, now a Disney princess. Yeah, 
Yeah, they own it. So make it happen. Have Will Smith just put the cigar in. Welcome to Earth. Uh, the Proud Family, they're louder and prouder in the animated series Revival. That's going to be coming to Disney+. Plus. Something that wasn't on my radar at first, and, and I was totally not even going to add to my list, but then I heard somebody else talking about it, and I went, ooh, that sounds cool. Sneakerella, a hip-hop musical take on the classic Cinderella fairy tale. So that's something to keep an eye out when it comes to Disney. Then you also have a Chris Hemsworth show called Limitless, because of course Disney is going to give Thor a bunch of money, uh, and the new series is going to find him uh, trying to transform himself by training for six extraordinary challenges. Uh, along with trailers and clips, they also revealed images and some concept art, uh, and just some title announcements as well. Some of those, Cheaper by the Dozen, uh, Gabrielle Union and Zach Braff, tease that upcoming reimagining of the family comedy franchise. Okay. Uh, Disenchanted, Amy Adams, Patrick Dempsey, announced the Enchanted sequel is going to arrive on Disney+. Plus. That's awesome. Uh, Chippendale, Rescue Rangers, John Mulaney, Andy Samberg, discuss the live-action CGI hybrid movie that's coming. And for me, sign me up. I uh, That was one that I very, very excited for because growing up, Chippendale, Rescue Rangers was my thing. When I first got Disney+, Plus, the first thing I watched on Disney+, Plus was Chippendale Rescue Rangers. So just to give you an idea of where I stand on that, I am a Chippendale stan. When I went to Disney, I, as, a, as a child, there is a photo of me with Chippendale. When I went to Disney the last time when I was 13, 12, going up there, around that time where I was a teenager and it was like, oh, you're going to Disney, <laughs> friends making fun of you, all that shit. I didn't care. I went and I got Chippendale's freaking autograph because damn right I wanted to meet the Rescue Rangers again. So I'm stoked on that. You also have Cars on the Road, Lightning McQueen uh, going on a cross-country trip, Wild Adventures in a new animated series, Win or Lose, Pixar, new animated series about a co-ed softball team vying for the championship, the Spiderwick Chronicles, the book series being adapted again, this time as a TV series, uh, and then, of course, you have Tiana, the Princess Frog, uh, is being given an animated spinoff series. And then, finally, Hocus Pocus 2, the Sanderson sisters are back, and they've still got it. So, so much from Disney, so much to be excited for, and just a constant reminder of why we give them all of our damn money. Oh, and I'm not even done, because Disney uh, also owns Hulu, and as I've been mentioning with the 20th Century Fox purchases and the 20th Century Studio stuff, they now have announced that there is an upcoming Predator sequel. This was formerly known as Skulls, now going to be called Prey, and it is a movie set 300 years in the past, which, dude, sign me up. I like that. Like, what I what are the I liked that that I think it was just Predators. The one with Adrian Brody and Topher Grace, which, you know, I know everybody gives Topher Grace crap because of that 70s show, but if you want to see Topher Grace uh, and what he is capable of doing as an actor, go watch that movie. I'm telling you, go watch that Predators movie. You will dig Topher Grace's performance in that film. But I liked that movie. I really enjoyed that concept of, uh, 
the predators learning to hunt, all that stuff, and blah blah blah, and blah 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 blah, and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, setting the predator franchise three hundred years in the past, have and and having this localized warrior from a tribe trying to protect her family and and her culture and and all the people from this predator. Dude, sign me up. I'm in. I love I, I love that idea. I love that concept. You know, the Predator films have gone through an interesting kind of take over the years. Like the first Predator is great. Predator Two is really fun as well. Then you get the Alien versus Predator movies that are not good. Then you get that Predators film with Adrian Brody that I was just talking about, really good. Then you get the Predator, which I regret sitting through, but thankfully Movie Pass. Let me sit through that one. So I bankrupted MoviePass and helped them be bankrupt because of that movie. So I guess that's a good thing. Uh, and then finally, the 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 last piece of news I have for this week because we're already uh, we're already pushing over thirty minutes. It has been confirmed. This was a rumor for a while. Uh, yesterday, November sixteenth, was the twentieth anniversary of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets being released in theaters. And now HBO Max has confirmed that January 1st, there will be a Harry Potter reunion special that will be hitting the streaming service. Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, Rupert Grint, all going to be there. A ton of other stars from the movies, Tom Felton, uh, Robbie Coltrane, Gary Oldman, uh, Helena Bonham Carter, uh, Ralph Fennis, uh, all of them are going to be Jason, Jason Isaacs, Bonnie Wright. Uh, so the Weasleys, Umbridge, Longbottoms, Malfoys, uh, the Hagrids, Blacks, all of them are going to be there. Love, love goods. They're all coming. Uh, even director Chris Columbus is going to be on hand. Uh, the director of the Home Alone 1 and 2, who also directed the first two Harry Potter films, He's gonna be the he's gonna be there uh, to celebrate Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, the teaser promises many more guests as well, but J.K. Rowling was omitted for many a reasons. I mean, I'm I'm going to assume for many a reasons. Now it's not clear if she was asked or if she even wanted to be a part of it. But let's be real, she faced some backlash uh, a year ago. If, if you don't know what I'm talking about, we're not going to talk about it on here, but just know Dave Chappelle recently got in hot water for a lot of the same, uh, for for making him making a J.K. Rowling comparison in one of his stand-up specials. So that can give you an idea of that. But hey, it's an honoring of the movies, not so much the book, but the movies and what it did for everybody's careers, uh, for people like Gary Oldman and Helena Bonham Carter, and Jason Isaacs, uh, all those actors. Uh, I'm curious to hear what these films did for them because think Gary Oldman, he's fucking Dracula, man. Like he's he's got a career. Helena Bonham Carter has got a career. She used to be in all of her ex husbands' movies, Tim Burton films. You know, joking. Don't at me. Uh, but I'm curious about those actors as well as obviously hearing what. Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, Rupert Grint, Tom Felton, uh, Bonnie Wright, Evina Lynch, and a lot of the other child actors have to say, you know, now that we are 20 years past the debut of the first film, 
uh, I'm curious to hear what their thoughts are and, and the behind the scenes stuff, some of the things that we don't know yet. So this is going to be exciting. Uh, I've definitely circled the date on my calendar and cannot wait for that to come out. Thank you all so much for hanging out. Another episode of the Mr. Wonderful Show. Again, please rate, review, share the show, and subscribe to it. We uh, greatly appreciate it here. Everybody that works hard on this show. Because there's a team of producers over here passing me notes during the show, pulling up music for us so that we can leave you this week with science's best song overall of all time. You know, like I told you. This is it. So leaving you again with, according to science, the best uh, song ever all around. (laughs) Peace and love. Have a great one, everybody. (laughs) 